everyone, and welcome to the Connected Podcast. This is the place where we discuss people, ideas, marketing, technology, and anything else that feels right. I'm Sasha Rousu, Senior Planner for the Tech Department at Mediacom. Hi, everybody. I'm Sue Uniman, Chief Transformation Officer at Mediacom. Our guest joining us today is Jadeep Chowdhury. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Saying hello from Singapore, a sunny Singapore. Right? Although we are locked down, we're yes. still good. Yeah. Please send us the sun because <laughs> we're missing it. <laughs> I'm sure you don't but, want the lockdown though. No, we don't. <laughs> You've had that long enough. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for joining the podcast today. Jadeep Chowdhury is the regional managing partner for Mediacom Asia Pacific. Jadeep is a diversity and inclusion advocate. He's part of both the Global Belonging Council as well as the Global Wellness Council. In these forums, they work to engender diversity and inclusion in our community whilst providing media commerce with the resources and comfort to take control and seek help for their overall well-being. In the last two decades, he has worked in key media roles involving strategic planning, trading, heading country operations and regional business units. This has seen him work at various media agencies such as Initiative, OMD and Group M. Once again, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Um, and I'd like to start by asking, um, for someone like yourself who works across numerous markets, how has COVID impacted your day-to-day and then also your personal life? Uh, can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah? Cool. All right, because I put the headphones on. Uh, look, you know, I, as you can imagine, I work in a global role. So my my usual work style involves a lot of travel, right? So... You know, and travel to London, uh, travel to China, travel to Australia, and everywhere else. Because, you know, in the last few years, I've focused on being in the trenches with our teams in the markets and, and meeting clients and helping sort of push the product envelope. All that went out of the window when COVID hit because, you know, we just grounded ourselves, right? And I've spent more time on ground in the last one year than probably I have in the last five years put together. So, well, that, you know, the family was (laughs) happy to begin with, but they started resenting it soon enough. (laughs) Not surprised about that, actually. But, you know, it actually in, in... entailed a completely different style of working because I could no longer be with the teams on ground mm-hmm. and I was just and I couldn't meet clients on ground and that had to be done through you know video calls and phone calls and I was just not used to that so I I literally had to le- relearn on how I would work and you know the first few weeks i was completely at a loss as to how i would deliver on the job so i can't be on mm. ground and mm. then I, I just just pull myself together and say okay this is the new reality i just have to sort of construct a very different way of working and through the through the next couple of months i slowly sort of you know got into the groove and this is the my new i hate to use the word new normal but this is the new normal for me so I lit, I actually diarize calls with two markets every single day. So uh, every day of the week, I talk to two different teams at the very least, mm. right? And over the, over the months as COVID progressed, I realized how, how important that was, not just for them, but for me as well. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, that was, you know, in, in the lockdown period, that was pretty much my, 
only human connect beyond the where folks I live with, mm-hmm. right? And talking to teens, you know, talk, uh, you know, just hearing other the other person out, just kept me human and kept me sane, to be honest. And I would say that I probably, you know, got much closer to the teens on ground mm-hmm. in the last twelve months than I actually have been while. While I was there with on ground with them, it's 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 kind of strange, but well, I do feel that way. That is really fascinating. I mean, some people have said the the fact that we have been speaking to each other from our homes contributes to that. So it's um, you're you know, we wouldn't normally. I mean, you and I, you and I hadn't worked together before the global on council anyway. Yeah, brilliant working with you on that. But also, I was unlikely to invite you to my house that frequently and now you're in my house (laughs) yes it's it's and you know and you know i like that was the work front and even on the socializing front i love to cook for friends right and you know getting together was completely impossible so i had to figure a way out of how, how i could actually cook a meal for friends and get it delivered through so Uber delivery or something, and we could have a meal together did over a video call. I, I, I did, I did. So oh, I, that's really so nice. Because you know what I felt is I really sort of like you know entertaining and cooking, cooking You're a for people. Yes, I have to feed them because I'm not that big an eater, but I, I really like to feed people, and I miss that. So. I also figured a way out that, you know, yeah, the express delivery service was still work, working, actually working overtime during the yeah. pandemic. And let's just use it. And we can have a meal together over a video call. It was fascinating. It was surreal in a way, but it, it was fascinating how, how people really, you know, sort of put, got in front of the computer and, you know, people just took turns to come to the camera and say a few things and say what they're enjoying, what's new in the taste, you know. Loved it. That's so interesting. So a lot of flexibility, a lot of resilience, which has come up frequently. Have you had experiences that you could point to in, in your life or in your career so far that have taught you those skills, got you ready for this, do you think? Is there anything, any, anything you could tell us about? Well, a uh, couple of things spring to mind, uh, you know, because adversity usually brings the best out of you, to be honest, and I've, I've seriously felt that, and uh, I, I still remember my first job, right, so I, I, I'll tell you a, a funny anecdote, I was, you know, I was working my way through, of course, so I was the, you know, the junior most buy, media buyer, and, yep. you know, I didn't know that to create a client estimate, you had to check, you know, what the operations person is creating in an estimate. So I had given him the media plan. He had created the estimate. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, he had missed a line item. So the estimate that the client signed was about $50,000 less than what the media plan cost, which I executed, right? So, so that's terrifying, so, right? That's terrifying for someone who earned ten thousand dollars <laughs> in the whole year. So, so you know, I had to just go and figure out how to sort of apologize to the client. And you know, I was I was the youngest person in the yeah. team. I had to trudge myself. 
but you know what I learned then that we would all make mistakes and we would all be back against the wall. You have to trust the goodness in others to sort of make that. And I have always, in, since then, I've, and the, sure enough, the client was gracious enough. He smirked and he said, all right, mate. They're like, you know, we all make mistakes. I'm going to sign this off so that it doesn't get charged to you. And yeah. since then, I've, I've always trusted the goodness in humans. Like even in the, in the, in the craziest of client situations, I've always believed that the goodness in all of us will make a sale through. And I think, you know, because in this situation, it was uh, upon us, like on the market teams, the clients to, to dig in and find their, find place in their heart to make it work for us. And yeah, sure enough, it worked. I haven't had a, in, I don't think it's an aberration, but on Mars, you know, the client I oversee, I think our scores are at an all-time high, right? It was much higher than it was before the pandemic hit. Part of it is, obviously, you know, we really pulled together and helped our clients navigate the situation. But I do think part of it is because of we dug in, found the goodness in us, learned to see the good in the other side and make it work better. That's that's great. I, I guess also you've always double-checked the media plan ever since that point as well. Yes. <laughs> so, I, you know, the whole Russian adage of trust but verify, I learned it that day. Yeah. <laughs> so I always trust by I also very always verify. <laughs> we've been doing a number of uh, podcasts uh, with members from the Global Belonging Council and we've been asking for different opinions as to what belonging means to them. Um, so I'd like to ask you, what exactly does belonging mean to you, and how important is belonging within the workplace? To me, uh, I've, I've now spent uh, over two decades in the industry, and 16 of those have been in Group M. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and Mediacom is coming close to nine years out of my Group M stint. And this is the longest stint I've ever had, to be honest. And it is very important for me, first of all, I, I'm, I'm almost a Group M lifer, right? So, and I, I, I love this company from the time I joined. And I think what made a difference for me was the fact that people really care about you, to be honest. And it is very important for me. Never has been more, has it been more important than the last 15 months that COVID hit. The fact that we took such great care of our people and went at great lengths to ensure job losses don't happen. People pulled together through salary sacrifices, you know, you know, salary cuts. You know, I, I, I can't, I can't emphasize enough how much that meant to me. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And belonging, to be honest, is. It's, um, it should be a, a workplace should be like family where you don't have to watch your back, right? So that's that's simply put what what belonging is to me, yeah. There's no one knifing you when you're not watching. That that's pretty much it. Or even when you are watching. It's beautifully and succinctly put, Judy. And um, what do you hope to achieve by the end of this year? Well, it, on the personal front, it's, it's kind of a watershed year for me because my son is off to uni in three months. 
<laughs> it was actually his last day of high school today, so it, it, it quite an emotional time for me. Uh, end of this year, I'm I'm gonna completely go on the personal front. You know, COVID has obviously brought in a lot of uncertainty in terms of being able to travel across international borders, and he's gonna go to Boston to uh, join his uni in in three months. Wow. End of End of this year, I want to spend Christmas with my son, and I hope the international borders allow me to do that. Mm-hmm. To be honest, so. so that's that's my simple wish. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. Staying on the personal front, we're going to move into the questions that we ask all of our guests. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so the first question I'd like to ask you is: What is your favorite line from a poem, song, or book? I'm an optimistic person, to be honest, whatever the situation. So I I think I would choose tomorrow is another day. Love that. However bad things are, tomorrow is another day and we'll, we'll find better times coming coming with us. Oh, okay, if you were a genie, what five commonly available objects would I have to put in a magic circle to summon you? Well... Please don't say mobile phone. I think we're banning mobile phone. All right, I'll not say mobile phone. It, it actually, if you call me on a mobile phone, I probably not pick up unless I know <laughs> <laughs> because I'd probably be on a call, right? So, no, not a great idea. So, Pink Floyd, the music of Pink Floyd, okay. right? Japanese whiskey, any Japanese whiskey. Okay. Right. So ideally Yamazaki, but you'll probably not find it these days. Right. right. <laughs> Korean fried chicken. Oh. Fine. Good choice. Solid choice. <laughs> uh, anything written by uh, Haruki Murakami. Mm-hmm. And any film directed by Quentin Tarantino. Excellent. I must say, this is a solid list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, Risky chicken, movies and music. <laughs> what, what else do you need? What is your single best skill? I'm told uh, that I can literally talk to about just about anyone. Mm. So, <laughs> to the extent that I actually have... Uh, you know, conversations recorded with, with cabbies from various parts of the world and from Oslo to, you know, to uh, Sydney in New York. So I love talking to people. People's person. Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> so one of the, uh, when I, when I attended WPP Maestro, mm-hmm. what the feedback I got from the, my cohort is they saw me talking to literally everyone in the training program. Yeah. So, so yeah, uh, I love, I love talking to people. And that is a, it's a proper solid skill actually. Mm-hmm. Not, not everybody has that. Um, what would you practice more if you had the time and the space? Forgiving. I do believe that... I think that might be the best answer so far, actually. I think, I think JD just won. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, carry on. I do believe we can all forgive more, to be honest. Right. So I, I think we spend too much time judging people. Uh, I think we should just forgive and move on. 
And true forgiveness is hard, right? Because that doesn't it just... It, it's like, it's internal. It, it is, and, and yes, it, it would need practice. I'd love to practice more. Where in the world, real or fiction, would you like to live and why? Well, you could have probably can guess from my answers, it would be Tokyo. So you, you can find a overlap of Japanese whiskey, Haruki Murakami, and a lot of Tarantino movies. <laughs> have you been before? Yes, yes. I've never lived there though. But uh, before COVID hit, I used to go to Tokyo either on work or, or on leisure at least twice a year. I haven't been since 2019. So and I'm it. dying to go. <laughs> okay. And now the question that you cannot prepare for. They're from the uh, School of Life. I've just picked three at random and I'm holding them up. A, B or C, please. B. Oh. In what ways are you prone to addiction? In the whiskey way. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a good whiskey, I never refuse it. (laughs) Excellent answer. Good to know. I must say, and I'm sure you can agree, this is definitely a favourite of mine. Um, <laughs> the answers, the manner in which you answered them, it's just been absolutely fantastic. So it's been a pleasure talking to you. Wish Thank you the you. best, and hopefully we'll have you back soon. Take care. Yeah, it will. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye.